Yeah, just grab your live microphone. Nothing wrong with grabbing a live microphone. Doesn't not like it makes a ton of noise or anything. Just grab it, chew your gum, slink into your chair. You're welcome, implying welcome you're, to a very special episode. Special of seven second delay. And by special you mean it won't suck like last week's episode? Right. Special meaning competent. Uh, no, I'm not we're, saying that. We're back to sea level. No? <laughs> we're out of the hole. It's special because uh, you've invited a friend and a guest on, on board tonight. Uh, that's true. That's true. Uh, he, has, uh, he has scored... Uh, uh, He's a composer. Uh, he's a composer, Is that what you're a, a okay. big-time, grown-up Hollywood composer that scored my little series, a Monk, mm -hmm. years ago. I believe he took home as at least one, maybe a couple of uh, Emmy awards for that for his work. And he uh, has also scored for Rome and Carnival, and uh, lots House of, of other cards. House of Cards. He yeah. has a whole shelf, a mantle, of uh, of awards, Emmy awards, and other awards. You have a mantle of just uh, of puppets, discarded puppets, right? Bongs. Bongs, yeah. Yep. Lava lamps. Mm -hmm. It's a different kind of mantle. Hydrogen peroxide. Yeah. His collection uh, is why they made mantles. Yeah. I've always kind of wanted a mantle full of awards like yeah. that. Yeah. Does he lend? You have his? to be. You have to do very special work to to earn earn those awards. Does he lend his awards out? You mean so you can see them on your mantle? Yeah, just you can look up from the mantle. Borrow them like a book, you know, like a like you borrow a book from a library. <laughs> to impress, might be to impress your neighbors when they come over for Pictionary. To just sort of have them at the end of the room. Yeah. Well, they would all say Jeff Beal on them. They would all have his name on them. Yeah, I guess if a neighbor noticed that it wasn't your name on the award, it's a minor detail. You'd have to kill the neighbor. Not, or I could just blackmail them. Probably easier to kill them. Blackmail is actually more difficult than it sounds. Hmm. Yet cults do it all the time. Yeah, they do. Although now it must be difficult. And we're a cult. What can you say now to someone? Hey, I have proof that you're gay. It means nothing. Yeah, within what certain, can you? What, what does it? I oh, guess. No, I guess within, adultery within I, certain communities. Oh, come on. There's always something. There's always something. But like, if you heard of a politician or someone that uh, someone that, a public servant that uh, cheated on his wife, fifty years ago that was uh, yeah. more serious. Yeah, but now there's other taboos. Please name them. Being racist, taboo number one. Oh yes, that's right. A being of, a rapist, uh, lot, being lot, a murderer. A lot of people are against uh, rape and racism. Yes, you're absolutely right. I read that. Interesting, statistically. Hey, Jeff is with us now. Oh, fantastic. Jeff, are you there? Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> make it better. Make it better, Ken. Trying to. Whatever's wrong, make it better. Jeff, are you there now? <laughs> Hit the switches. Hit the switches better. Uh. Hit different switches. <laughs> Turn different knobs. 
Yeah. Turn different knobs I, now, I, Ken. I, I, yeah, 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 yeah. We should stop saying yeah and fix the problem. Hey, Jeff, are, are you? Can you talk a little bit? Hey guys, I just showed up with better headphones. Can you hear me? Yeah, sounds great. Oh, that's great. All I was. Right. I think yeah. the problem might have been on our end. I don't think so. <laughs> oh, you no. think it was, oh, okay, excellent. <laughs> I left the room to get my headphones. The last thing I heard you talking about was Emmys and, and a wall full of awards. There you go. Well, you, did, you, was, you missed very flattering. No, you missed. You missed. Uh, yeah. I was wondering if I could borrow some of your Emmys sometime. I would return them in perfect any, condition. Any, any, any time. The only thing is they're very sharp and they're very heavy. So just huh. be prepared for that. Okay. Are they guaranteed to impress your in-laws? Absolutely guaranteed. <laughs> Every time, man. Every, Every time. time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, uh, for sure. I got to win one of those damn things. Uh, so Jeff Beal is our guest tonight live on Zoom uh, to provide uh, live scores for our listeners' dreams. Yes, here's the problem. Uh, uh, when people tell anyone else their dreams, it's it's the conversation killer. Wouldn't you agree, Ken? Yes, it's oh, a, absolutely. It's the quickest buzzkill. No one cares yeah, about the your damn dreams. Yeah. And uh, when someone starts to tell me their dreams, I it, it's exhausting trying to pretend to be interested. Mm -hmm. I don't even want to give you an example because it's 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 cruel and unusual punishment. But if Jeff Beale were scoring the dreams, then it would be have then it would be cinematic. Then you'd be transported and elevated. Then it's an Emmy award-winning dream <laughs> or nightmare. <laughs> yeah, or nightmare. I guess we'll hear some of those as well. Uh, so the idea is this. The idea is that listeners call us at 201-209-9368 and give us your pitch. Give us a capsule summary of your dream. And then Jeff will consider it. We'll consider it. And then uh, when we're all ready, you'll, you'll walk us through your dream beat by beat, and Jeff will score it. And like magic, it will not be offensively boring anymore like magic it and then will, you'll it have will be interesting you'll have a recording of your dream with a live soundtrack uh composed by jeff beale emmy award-winning composer jeff is so talented he makes my scripts seem uh entertaining <laughs> and we have our first taker shall we go to the phones is everybody ready jeff and andy let's do it let's do it guys yeah okay hi thanks for calling you love the show I do. You can't believe you got through. And, and what's your name, sir? Martin. Hi, Martin. Martin, is this a dream that you're about to describe? Is this a recurring dream? Well, it was, you know, so I think that that counts. Well, I guess so. It's no longer recurring. You're, you've, you haven't had this well, dream in a while. Well, it could recur. I mean, you know, who controls that? Yeah, sometimes, and I guess quite frequently you don't even remember the dream. No, this dream I remember. It was a recurring dream. All right, Martin. It, go, it actually goes back to childhood. It, it was Ooh. really, uh, it actually freaked me out. Okay, so it freaked you out. So is that's. It, it's, a, it's scary. It's suspenseful. Is it a, what's the mood yeah, you bring? It definitely was. Okay, I so, got you. I got that. Okay, I can, so you can help with that. You're going to be telling us a one minute, you're going to be telling us in one minute what this uh, exactly. The whole thing. I won't tell you, Andy. I, I, I'll, I'll do my best. 
Okay, and then, but Jeff needs a, a little bit of uh, of a, a clue, a little guidance. Uh, is, is does it begin scary or does it turn suddenly no, no. scary? <laughs> it begins, you know. It's like just another day, you know, kind of thing. Oh, okay. Okay, and then so what is the mood at the beginning? It's you know, it's uh, well again. It started as a kid. I had this weird. Uh, well, I'll just tell the dream, and then you. Well, I get. Well, well, Jeff needs. Well, Jeff, Jeff is going to. It's okay. I can. I can find my way into it. We can. We can find our. Okay, way. so you're okay. going to. Jeff, you feel ready? Are we ready to go? I think so. Are you getting my sound yet? Did I? You hear yeah. me? Yeah. Yep. Okay, and Martin, okay, are you ready? Cool. Are you ready? So, Martin, this is going to be a one-minute version of your dream. You're going to tell okay. it like a narrative, like a story, like, as if you were sitting around a campfire. And Martin, I'm going to give you a countdown, okay? And then you have one minute. And then at the end of your story, Martin, you can say, and then I woke up. Right. We need to know when it ends. So okay. I'm, going to, I'm going to do a countdown. And at the end of my countdown, Ken is going to, do, is going to begin his countdown. I don't need so you. So, Ken, this will give you a little uh, cue to do your countdown. Are you ready? Okay. I'm going to go from five to one. Okay. And then Wait, I'll say countdown. countdown? Uh, Ken will do the final countdown, but I will... I, I will be cueing Ken. Okay, Andy's okay. doing what's known as the pre, the pre countdown. Yeah, the pre countdown. Okay, are you ready? When I'm going to say one and then countdown, and on countdown you start your countdown. Okay, Ken, are you ready? Yeah. Jeff, are you ready? I think so. Martin, are you ready? It's go time. Okay, five, four, three. <laughs> I'm halfway through my count. I'm more than halfway through my count. I'm going to start over now because I five, four, three, two, one. Ken. Ken. <laughs> I'm waiting for yeah, another countdown. Three, two, one. Okay, so. My um, my recurring dream nightmare uh, started as a little kid. So I'm walking home from school, and I'm walking down the sidewalk, and I guess it must have rained or something because I'm seeing, like, sticks on the sidewalk. And I'm just trying to step over them. You know, I don't know, maybe they're worms or something, but I start taking a closer look, and they're snakes, and they're alive, and they're wiggling around, and they're freaking me out, and I'm so so scared of snakes, you know. And uh, so I start walking real fast, but these little sticks that have turned into snakes are following me. They're following me around the corner. I'm going down Belmont Avenue. I'm walking in my door. I slam the door shut. I think I'm okay. And then I look down, and I see that small little sliver of space under the door, those snakes are starting to wiggle. They're, they're worming their way into the house. So I run up to the... I live in a split level. So I run up to the first level. And I start seeing this like whole world. Just a whole gang of snakes start wiggling their way up the stairs. And then I run up to the second level. And that's like, you know, the top level, the split level. And uh, I run right to my room, right down the hallway. And I close the door. And I think I'm finally safe. And then little sliver of space under the door I start seeing those snakes come in and there's no that's my room you know so that's where the dream ends and then I wake up 
Wow. Wow. Great job, both of you, Jeff do? and Morton. That was fantastic. Yeah, you both did you both did so great. That was a miracle. That was an that was impossible. You Thank made you. a dream that someone was relating interesting and compelling and suspenseful. Thank you. Impossible. That's the first in You know, a, for Andy to say that, I'm I'm truly honored. Yeah, thank you, Martin. Yeah, great job, both of you. All right. Hey, listen, uh, great I hope you... show. I'm the biggest fan of both you guys, and have a good night. You too. Hope you get over the snake fear. You know the most frightening part of that call for me? What? I'm the biggest fan of both of you guys. <laughs> oh, what's good, his, what's good, his angle? What's he after? Good thing it happened right at the end. Yeah. Yeah. I became very suspicious. All of right. Him. I think uh, everybody was so entranced that uh, the, the phone bank has gone dead. Oh, here's okay, another we're, call. We're, if, you, if you have had a dream uh, and you want to hear it scored by Jeff Beal, 201-209-9368. Hi, you're on the air. Hi, this is uh, Juniper. Hi, Juniper. From Washington. Of course, from again. of course from Washington. You don't have to tell us. Of course, Juniper. Yeah. It's Juniper. Hi, Juniper. Aww. Good to hear you. Hi. Um, so uh, um, I, we were hoping that you I could. I got another one. I got a scary story too, also from from way back when. You mean it was a recurring dream? It was a recurring nightmare. I guess is that closer to the truth? Yeah, that's right. That's right. And are you still having these nightmares, Juniper? Uh. Only with a few substances, but um, most of the time I'm good. So you've you've outgrown this nightmare, but it's it still seems yeah. to be haunting you. And can you give oh, us? I got it. Now we're right there. now uh, Jeff Beal is on the phone. He's going to be scoring your dream. Can you give us a little yeah. a little heads up so Jeff has a little idea of, of how does it begin scary or does it turn scary? Okay, so uh, the overview is that. It starts off at a family friend's party. And so, Jeff, that would be family friend music. Family friend family music. Family friend, okay, music. Good. family friend music. You've, you, that's actually uh, Jeff's strong suit. Family friend party, yeah, party I'm, I'm music. I'm a family friendly. He's a family friendly family. guy. But it's yeah. a party. It's there's not a, a funeral. There's a basement yeah. room. Basement room? It's weird. A weird basement and room? I know Jeff spends a lot of time in weird basement rooms. This should be easy. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then it goes into like cosmic horror, like cosmic horror, the void kind of thing. Then you're into the void. Okay. Hmm. I spent a summer in the void. Well, about seven weeks, one summer. Really? My, my 14th summer wow. in the void. That's yeah. a long time to be in the void. They had a summer camp there. What did you guys do during the day? You know, the lake was closed, so we couldn't even go boating. Have you yeah. ever been to the void and have nothing to do? You can't go swimming? I think that's why you go to the void. Yeah. A lot of badminton. Okay. So anyway, uh, and what what was this caller's name? Juniper. Juniper. And where was this caller from? Washington. That's exactly right, Ken. Yeah. Okay, Juniper, are you ready to begin? Yeah, I'm ready. Well, Jeff, uh, are you on. ready to begin? Uh, Jeff. Have we lost Jeff? I, no, I think Jeff. I'm here. Yeah, Jeff okay. is there. I'm here. So but we're going to do Andy. Are you going to stick with this um, countdown business that messed us up the last time? Yeah, it's hysterical. Okay. Why would I change it? Okay. So um, explain it. Okay. Very briefly, it's not complicated. I do a countdown: five, four, three, two, one, and then I cue Ken, and he does the official countdown. Three, two, one. So here comes the right. Here comes the preliminary countdown. I'm going to start my preliminary countdown. 
in in four seconds. One. Now you can two, start. Three. And start four, right five. now. Five. Okay. No. Now you've confused me. One, two, three, four. Okay. Now here comes the countdown. Five, four, three. I'm I'm over halfway done. Two, one. Cue countdown. Three, two, one. Go. I was over with my family at my friend Andy's house. We were just having a good time eating dinner. And I noticed there's a small stairway down to a basement room, but the door's closed. It's okay. But then I look once, and the door's open. Turn away, I look back, it's closed. Go play with my friends. Come back, I see something else. The door's open. Something floats through it, away from us. So me, being a curious kid, I go downstairs. Check it out. Maybe there's games. Maybe there's soda. Maybe there's something else interesting. I step through, and I'm in a flat land. Everything's flat. It's all one color. It's just maroon. Everything's maroon. The ground's maroon. The sky's maroon. I turn around. There's no door. I'm alone. I'm marooned. I walk forward, and I notice that I'm not actually on a flat land. I'm on a sphere, a very flat sphere. I walk around. It keeps going. It keeps going. But I see something. I see an eyeball, a floating eyeball, as big as me. But I'm walking towards it, and it's walking away from me. And then it turns around, and it looks at me, and I wake up. Wow. Wow. Fantastic. Another masterpiece. Thank you both. Thanks, Juniper. Juniper, and thank you, Jeff Beal. Now, coincidentally, that story. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks, Andy. Thanks, My Bye. pleasure. That story is also almost exactly how I met my wife. <laughs> In the void? It's very similar to that story. Because he was describing the maroon void. Yeah, I met her that. I was 14 at that summer camp. Yeah. In the void. Oh, oh, you probably met her playing badminton. Yeah. In the void. Yeah. yeah. My birdie got stuck in the tree. She climbed up to get it in the void. Uh, there's, something, there's something about basements that's inherently scary, you know. It is. I had I had a director over once for a meeting, and and my studio was a a floor above the basement. He took he takes one look down the staircase to the basement. He goes, "Oh, that must be where you keep the dead bodies." Oh, that's it. Oh yeah, yeah basements are terrifying. <laughs> he didn't know you bury your dead bodies in the backyard. <laughs> Apparently not. Apparently, he had no clue. Uh, you know, uh, Jeff, now you're getting sort of a little insight, a little peek into, uh, into our listeners, to, th- to the audience that Ken and I have carefully cultivated. Uh, if you're just tuning in, our guest is composer Jeff Veal, who is live uh, soundtracking your dreams um, at 201-209-9368. Uh, and uh, you want to take a pause? Jeff uh, has, uh, we should talk to Jeff a little bit about, uh, about his career. Jeff, how, what, what was your background how did you stumble into into this job you know i i at like in third or fourth grade i went to this assembly with my father um in california and they had they demonstrated all the instruments and a guy 
played the trumpet. I said, that's the one I want to play. And so it began. I became a trumpet player. Uh, I be eventually became a jazz trumpet player, like in high school and junior high. And when I found improvising, I really discovered that I was also very fascinated by composing. Uh, so I went to music school, made some jazz records, but eventually found my way to Los Angeles. And uh, this is a funny story that relates to Monk, actually, Andy. <clears throat> there were some guys I met in Rochester when I went to music school who uh, were making their first little independent film called Cheap Shots. It's actually a wonderful little independent movie. And they said, we want you to study these two composers, Bernard Herrmann and Rhoda were the two names they gave me. And it was like amazing, an amazing start. For Bernard, Bernard Herman and Nina Rota. You broke up for Nina a second. So, yeah. Yeah. And so, but the funny thing about that, that um, show, that film was, it was like a dark comedy. So, this, you know, it, but flash forward, you know, 10 years or more later when I got hired to do Monk, there was actually, a, there was this, there was a little through line there artistically <laughs> from what I did in that first little film to what we did in Monk uh, back in 2000. Uh, well, I, my guy, the, one of the luckiest breaks of my life was you, is finding you and, and hooking up with you uh, for, for my show. Uh, and that's great. And then we wanted to mention you have a, there's a live uh, Jeff Beale performance on the schedule. Is that correct? Yes, um, I'm going to be uh, doing a show. This is f kind of a fun theme. It's a very small uh, group of people, but it's a, it's a concert built around composers who also play jazz trumpet. So I'm going to be sharing this evening with a one another wonderful composer by the name of Mark Isham, who's done many, many movies I'm sure you've heard of as well. Uh, the Cooler and um, um, oh, uh, sure. Judas, and Black Judas and the Black Messiah and uh, this Dorothy Parker movie. So we're good. And so we're going to be doing a show at Photographiska uh, in the Flatiron District on September 7th uh, uh, from 7 to 9 p.m. I will I will perform, among other things, some of my music from House of Cards, uh, some of my music from maybe a film I did last year called Raymond and Ray, in which Ethan Hawke's character was an, actually a jazz trumpet player, which was especially fun one for me. And, of course, Andy, we will also... I will also play at some point uh, my season one theme that my one of my very first Emmy to your wonderful show Monk. So, well, you uh, better yeah. you better factor in at least four minutes of recognition applause. Uh, <laughs> I once hope. you start, Listen, once you start playing, I, you know this is the funny the funny thing of theme songs. What we do is like I had you know the theme song never leaves the the audience's mind. Even my theme song, which is only on the show for a year, people. People know that piece of music, and oh, it's um, so it's so wonderful, it's so memorable. They come to hear it, so it's it's very fun. And, and we're going I, to you know, we're going to make sure it's a part of the uh, the Monk movie that's uh, that'll be out next month. Absolutely. Um, okay. Well, we had a call. They just gave up, right, Ken? Yeah. So uh, we, we're, we, we're, we drove them away. We're back to taking calls at two zero one two zero nine nine three six eight. If you would like Jeff Beal, Emmy Award winner, uh, to score your dream live on the air, two zero one two zero nine. Nine three six eight, and Jeff, you've done uh, music for Carnival and House of Cards and Monk and Rome and what else that people might know. Uh, yeah, those those ones are well known. Obviously, House of Cards. Uh, I did a wonderful documentary a few years ago called "The Biggest Little Farm," which pe a lot of people have seen and really enjoyed. Oh wow! Wait, uh, I saw that. Oh my god, I missed your name. Oh wow, fantastic! Yeah. Okay, we oh, have oh, a oh, we have another dream to score. Hold okay. on, here we go. Wonderful. Hi, you're on the air. Hi. Hi, who's this? Marie. Hi, Marie. Hi, Marie. Hi. And where Hi. are you calling from? Uh, Woodside, Queens. Oh, I know, but I mean, where in your house? 
<laughs> the kitchen. I know, I know, I know, but we're in the kitchen. Uh, right by my table. Exactly. Now we, can, now we can picture it, right by the table. And okay, Marie, is this a recurring dream you're about to relate? No, it's a, just a very recent dream. And do I play, am I factor, a factor at all in the dream? No, I'm sorry, Andy, but there oh. are two WFMU DJs that are in the dream. Ooh. There are DJs in the Ooh. dream. Oh, uh, so it's a nightmare. It sounds pretty scary. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this What's is... Mood? What would you? How would you describe the mood uh, to help uh, to give Jeff a little toehold here? Oh, well, um, not unpleasant. Um, kind of pleasant. Okay, good. Okay. I wonder what that would be like to have a pleasant dream. <laughs> wow, sounds wonderful. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, it'd be a nice change of pace. It sure would. Uh, and then I have one that's like super short. That's really fun. Well, which one? Well, let's. Well, let's let's go with the one that features uh, some FMU personalities. Okay. Uh, Just let uh, me know when. Okay, I'm going to do a uh, pre countdown, and then Ken will give you and Jeff the uh, official countdown. Okay. Okay, the pre countdown will begin in five seconds. Five, four, three, two, one. Okay, now. Five, four, three, halfway there. Two, one. Go, Ken. Three, two, one, go. Okay. I'm walking in some kind of large auditorium, and I walk through a room, and uh, Olivia and Matt are in there. And then I walk through the room to a larger space, and I'm trying to find books. I'm trying to find books. I'm not sure if they were mine, but I was trying to find specific books. And there's a lot of books in there. And then I exit that room, and there's a lot of people around who I, I don't know. I, I, they're, they're very fuzzy. And then I enter this front room, and it looks out on a very busy street scene in Manhattan. And there's people walking all over the place, and it's daylight. And I think to myself, Gosh, New York has such a great street life. And people who live here, you kind of have to, uh, you know, gut out. When you walk out the door, you have to face it all. But it's good. And and then you, and then you. Yeah, then I woke up. Then you woke up. That was yeah. great, Marie. Thank you. Great and, job, uh, Jeff Beal. Yeah, that was yeah, actually quite existential. That was I liked that. that I, was fun. I did too. This is actually working. I've I've always dreaded hearing people's dreams until uh, tonight. Well, I think that was the most boring one. That was. That's oh yeah, no, it was boring. It was boring, but thanks it to Jeff. It was boring, but it, yeah, it was still compelling. <laughs> yeah, no, it was deadly boring. I was there with you in these cavernous rooms. Well, I tell you what, just one thing, context. I'm moving from New York back to Chicago, and ah. I think my mind was. Using this to say, like, you know, I'm, I'm just trying to gain knowledge, find the books, learn from this experience, and take away, take away the, the good stuff. Right, right. Your mind is kind of prepping you for this. About New York this, City. For this yeah. big change. You and, seem yeah. mentally very healthy, Marie. Yeah, I don't know how she ended up listening to I, this station. <laughs> just, that's what happens sometimes. Well, You're on the dial. You. you just kind of randomly find. can be deceiving. Yeah, exactly. Well, thanks very much. <laughs> thanks, Marie. We're Thank two you. Do you want to hear the short little one? I, well, nah, uh, nah, not so much. Nah. Oh, it's a little dog floating on a, like a boat. 
Uh, okay, we just heard it. Thanks. Okay, thanks, thanks, Marie. Bye-bye. The dog on the boat. A little dog. Yeah, a little dog. Thank yeah. God it was little. Otherwise, it might have capsized the boat. Yeah, like that walrus. Exactly, right. like the walrus, Ken. Good point. Thanks for sharing. 201-209-9368. We're uh, scoring your dreams with uh, my friend Jeff Beal. Hi, you're on the air. Good evening, Ken, Andy. Hi, David who's this? From Ridgewood. Who is it? David from Ridgewood. Hi, David. Who, where are you calling from, Dave? He said I'm calling Ridgewood. from my kitchen also. Oh, I, I know, I know. Of course your kitchen, but where in your kitchen? Right by the kitchen sink. Huh. Interesting. Right? Marie was calling from the table, the other end of the kitchen. Yeah. I guess variety is the spice of life, huh, Ken? Well, they're... You never know what part of the kitchen a caller's going to be standing I mean, in. They're, they're in no way related, the two of them. Well, it can't be a coincidence. David and Marie. Okay, so imagine a caller by the kitchen sink. And tell us about the dream you're about to relate. Is this a recurring dream? This is not... This is a one-off. It's the most upsetting dream I had as a college sophomore. So it's a dream you had as a college sophomore... And does it start? Uh, so give Jeff a little taste. Does it start out upsetting? Does it have it does, a? Tw- it doesn't start out. It may be tense, but not upsetting. Uh, okay. It's, it begins with a blizzard, uh, and it oh. ends with um, spo- uh, uh, trigger warning, mm. uh, a self harm, an attempt at self harm. Okay. Oh baby! Oh baby! Ooh. I hope you're in a better place now. It was a nightmare. It wasn't. It didn't happen. Yeah. Okay. Thanks for that trigger warning, though. David. Yeah, thank God. Yeah. Now I'm. Now I feel. Bra- I will brace myself and be able to brace go yourself, on. Brace yourself, Andy. Yeah. Get so, that rusty nail handy. I will keep the rusty oh, nail handy. That's how I get through every I've, every show. I've lowered my chair to the lowest level. Why? So in case you fall, decide to jump. To make sure I don't fall over. Okay. Lower my center of gravity. Right, tell me when you're done with the chair thing. I'm done. Okay. So, uh, Jeff, are you ready? Uh, Ready Let's to score it. this I dream? Think I'm ready, yeah. Okay, and what was this guy's name? David. And where was he calling from? Ridgewood. I know, but where? Near the sink. Gotcha. So it's David near the sink in Ridgewood. Uh, I'll do a preliminary countdown, and then Ken, you'll do the official countdown? Yep. Okay. All set. Are you ready to do the official countdown? I am. All right, why don't you give me like a little heads up, like a go? Okay, so There's then I'll my, start. That's my go, my thumbs up sign. Okay, then I'll start the preliminary countdown. I'll start it in five seconds. Five, four, three, two. Okay, here's the pl- five, four, three, two, one, go. Three, two, one, go. It's uh, snowing outside. It's dark already. I'm in my sophomore year dorm room, cinder block, desk and shelves on one wall. But the snow is mounting up higher than uh, is reasonable. The, um, I see it cross the lower pane of the window and then the upper pane of the window, and I realize that, uh, you know, we're going to be snowed in. And I sort of peer through the gap at the top of the snow, and I see mm, strange figures out that alarm me. And I decide I'm going to make a break for it out of the dorm before we're, we, we can't escape. And I head out into the hallway, and there's a woman, a girl student, passing me in the opposite direction, walking kind of slowly. And just as I'm abreast of her, I realize that her throat has been cut from ear to ear, but she's still walking, and she gives me an an unfriendly look. And I come to realize that there are more dead people walking around the dorm than living people, and... When I get to the front doors, the snow 
it's impossible. There's, there's no way out. Hurry back to my room and get an exacto blade because I decided that I would rather take my own life than be killed by these things. And I hurry down the halls of the, to the toilet and I am trying to decide for a minute which wrist I should try to cut first. And then I cut one and then I drop the blade in the toilet and I'm in confusion about whether to reach in for it or not. And then I wake up, but I'm not awake. I am in my bed and there are urns at the foot of my bed and a professor of mine and two students. And they say, we've saved your blood for you in case you want it later. And then I wake up. Wow. Wow. David in Ridgewood by the Holy sink. Cow. That was so cinematic. That was pretty. That was, yeah. It was like a horror, it was like a classic horror scenario. Yeah, it was great. And it even had the phone, it even had the false ending. You thought he had woken up, and but it yeah. was still continuing. I guess. Uh, Good I guess job, David. The most interesting moment. It's almost a monk moment. Uh, you're killing yourself. You slit one wrist. You drop the knife in the toilet, and you can't decide whether or not to reach in. <laughs> And grab the knife because it might now be dirty. And yeah. you can't decide whether to continue with your suicide attempt. Yeah. Yeah. I can you relate to that moment I could relate to. You get a really bad infection. Yeah, you could get a bad infection yeah. with your yeah, but you cut your wrist with a dirty knife. Yeah. Uh, In the dream I actually decided to go back for it. I I yeah. you know, recognized that it didn't matter if the infection Yeah, was you recognized you were being silly. Well, David, I'm glad you're uh, I'm glad you've recovered from that dream, and it sounds like you've gotten your life uh, more or less together. Uh, well, I wouldn't go that far. But no, I know. I was. Anymore, that was so a joke, David. When, David, when I said your life is more or less together, that was me joking, of course. <laughs> People can't <laughs> even tell I when I'm joking. At least I left you alone in the boat, Andy. At least yeah. I left you alone in the boat. <laughs> you did. You left me alone in the boat. Uh, thanks. <laughs> thanks a lot, David. Good thanks job. For thanks. Bye. We're at 201 209 9368. My friend Jeff Beal is scoring your dreams. Wow. It's working beautifully, don't you think, Ken? Yes, it's amazing. Because these are stupid, boring stories normally, but Jeff is making them compelling yeah. and suspenseful. Hi, you're on the air. Hey, Jeff, are you ready? Wait, wait, hold on, hold hey, on. Who's this? Who's this? Yeah. this Three. No. Hang on, is this Zachary? Who, who is this? Uh-oh. Hey, Ken. Uh-oh. Hey, Andy. Yeah. It's Zachary. Can't I got through. We appreciate your enthusiasm, Zach. Now, Zach, what part of the kitchen are you calling from? Um, I... Actually, you know what? I moved through the kitchen. Yes. I had to get quiet for a second, but I'm actually in our back hallway. Fantastic. Back Fascinating. Out on the deck. Now, Zach, is this a real dream, or uh, is this a dream you've had? It's a recurring dream? Yeah, I like uh, moments of it. Like the, It's not always incomplete, but it's part of like the larger narrative. I don't know what you're saying. Uh, so, sorry. You, know, you ever have like scenes of a dream in other dreams? Like you've had that moment of uh-huh. that dream before. But so it's almost like a trailer. It's almost like a, it's almost like a coming attractions or a, a clip show of I other dreams. I think he's trying to describe a French New Wave dream. I guess, or like a right? Tarantino esque yeah. sort of yeah. dream. Okay, so it's a non-linear dream. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then what okay. is the what is the tone of the dream, Zach? Um. It's kind of one of those lifelike nightmares where you don't know if you're dreaming or not. Okay. Okay. I think you're going to be tapping into your uh, little uh, Bernard, your inner Bernard Herman, Jeff. Absolutely. Uh, which is, you can you can do worse than that, I'm sure. Okay. So Zach, you're going to tell your dream when Ken gives you the uh, the signal. And okay. I will 
give give him the signal when. Well, when I give you the signal. And when you give me the signal. What the hell? Right. What are you, Andy, new here? Andy, what is it? Wait for me to tell you I'm ready. Okay, you tell me you're ready, Zach, and then I'll begin the preliminary okay. countdown. All right, let me take a breath. Okay. Oh, it's a little, that smog's out here. I'm giving, I'm giving Andy the thumbs up okay, that, anyway, I'm ready. That, that it's okay. okay. Zach is ready. Okay. Then I'm going to give the preliminary countdown in three seconds. One, two, three. Ready? Five, four. Three, two, one. Go, Ken. Do your final official countdown now. Three, two, one, go. All right. Um, it starts like any other day. Have breakfast. Get bathed up for the day. And then usually realizing you have to work. And so I used to walk a job for about a decade or something and then started riding my bike and so the the moment that I realized I don't have to walk to work and I have the bicycle available you know just the excitement of being able to move faster really hits you and then I realize that I don't have my work keys and so I have to turn around but there's this hill that I have to go down and I, I try to stop. There's a, a car that's pulling out, but I, I can't because the, the brakes don't work. So I have to try to dump and I spin out and then the car isn't there anymore and the sun's setting. And that's the only way down. Wow. Well, thanks, Zach. Good job, Zachary. Yeah. Great job, Jeff Beal. Why, thank you. Great like job, a, yeah, both of you. Great collaboration like, like there. Like a Twilight Zone episode or something. Yeah, well, Twilight Zone episode yeah. that they couldn't that they couldn't. Say. I don't know if anyone was mentioned. I, we can't really hear Jeff on this side, on the phone. Oh. Oh, so, you can't like hear The music me. part. We can hear him talking oh. halfway decent, but. Sucks to be you. Yeah. Yeah, I'd rather be. Yeah. I'd rather. I'll have to listen to the archives. Yeah. Yeah. Trust me, it sounded great. Yeah, we hear him loud and clear. Yeah, no, it's, it's I don't I don't yeah. think there's I'll turn a way up I, my mic a little bit. No, no, I, I don't, no, 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 I don't think I can fix okay. that. I think it's the gate. Okay. I think it's an automatic gate. So people on the phone just have to trust us that it sounds great. Yeah. No, I hear glimpses of it, but it, it, I think the mix uh listen already mixing it down. L- listen listen back to the uh show after after it's archived. So that was like a You'll Twilight Zone. Thanks, Zachary. That was like a Twilight Zone episode that where Rod Serling would say, uh, what else you got? Would you agree, Ken? Uh, yeah, I, I like a lot of it, but it, I don't think it's right for us. Leave your, we, leave your resume with the girl out front. We'll we'll be in touch. We have that was one of one of my first lessons being a composer is always have more than one thing to play when somebody comes over your studio. So when they inver- when they inev- inevitably say, "What else you got?" You got a, two or three other things to show them. And wow. Hopefully, they like something. Now that's thinking. Yeah, I yeah. should have I should have thought that. I I usually when they say, "What else you got?" My my reaction, and it doesn't work all the time, is just to start weeping openly. <laughs> I got nothing. I got nothing no, else. No, no. I've heard you pitch. You, I've got, you, you keep I firing got, away. You just keep swinging away. What it's, else I got? I got five kids. I got five kids. No, it's amazing how you keep swinging away. Yeah, 
Right. I'm indefatigable. <laughs> I'm going to look that word well, up soon. Well, wait until wait until your uh, the, the monks fans see this monk movie that you've written, Andy. I think you've kind of outdone yourself. This is a, wow. a, a hysterical, well, and entertaining. You're very uh, sweet, movie. but your opinion doesn't count because you're in love with me. <laughs> uh, All right, should we go back to the phones? Sure, we got, we got time for a few more. We're at 201 9368. I should tell our listeners that Ken is just beaming. He's so happy with how this I is just going. think it sounds amazing. It does yeah. sound amazing. It's, I, can't, I can't believe we went 31 years without uh, a composer on call. I know. We've got to have. <laughs> We've got to get a guy in every well, we, week. We had a house band once, but it just wasn't the same. No, this is better. Yeah, this is way better than having yeah. a house band. Because every lame phone call now is, uh, is elevated. Somehow more exciting. It's yeah. mesmerizing. It's mesmerizing. Yeah. Because all of these stories, all of these dreams, if somebody was telling me this dream, like any of these stories that we've heard today, without Jeff Beal, I, I would pretend that my phone is ringing. Oh, I have to take this. <laughs> I would just not, I don't think I'd have the patience. I know, and I'm just wrapped. I'm I'm listening. I know it's great. <laughs> Waiting for something to okay. happen. Well, we have a, we have a full phone bank. Let's yeah. let's just move. Hi, Here. you're on the air. It's you. Hello. Can, can you hear me? Yeah. Who's this? Uh, Joe from Chester, Pennsylvania. Hey, Joe. Hey, Joe. Thanks for calling. Now, where in the kitchen are you calling from? <laughs> I actually own my bicycle, so I pulled over. In a cemetery, so it would so it would be quiet. Nice. Okay, so Jeff, just to, just to set the stage, uh, this young man is calling from a cemetery, literally. Wow. <laughs> and and does your dream reflect the uh, the setting? Uh, uh, yeah, it was a scary dream as a, a recurring dream as a little kid. I haven't had it in a long time. Okay, does it okay. start out scary, or what's the tone at the beginning? Uh, the tone of the beginning is mundane, just a little kid taking a walk. Mm -hmm. That's why I never let okay. my kids out of the house, ever. <laughs> You're about to learn why, Ken. So I hear. Yeah. Okay, and uh, what's his caller's name? Uh, Joe. I don't think so. Joe, no, it, was, no, it, was, it was Jay something. No, it was Joe. It was? Yeah, he said Joe from Pennsylvania. No, not Pennsylvania. Not, he's in a cemetery. Yeah, that I remember. Okay, Joe. Uh, Joe and Jeff, are you guys ready? Yep. I think so, yeah. Okay, mm -hmm. uh, we're just going to do a streamlined version of the uh, countdown, right? No reason to do a long, involved countdown. Right. We could just uh, shorten it. Yeah. Instead of five, four, three, two, one, I'll just do uh, three, two, one, okay? Okay. Ready? Yep. Five, four, three, two, one, countdown. Three, two, one, go. Okay, I'm uh, taking a walk uh, outside my parents' house. I go through the little patch of woods to uh, a railroad track that I'm familiar with. And I get up to the railroad track, and I look both ways, and a train's coming. So I turn around, and instead of just the one track, now there's two, now there, now there's two tracks when I turn around, a train on each side turn around to run past the single track there's 20 tracks trains on every track turn back to where there's two tracks 20 trains on that side too all barreling down i'm in a panic i uh i just choose a place to you know uh, 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 to squat down and uh, between uh, two railroad tracks and then i wake up 
but it's a false wake up and the train is running over me. There's mechanical stuff right by my eyeballs, a slash of light where the, uh, you know, where, where the cars are separated. And then I wake up for real. Oh my gosh. Wow, Joe. Wow. And then I, and then I wondered where everything went wrong. <laughs> so Joe, are you still scared when you drive over train tracks? N- no, and I, you- I, I connected it. I connected to the the dream to like my older brother was playing on the tracks when I was real little, ah. and there was probably ah. a freight train coming at him at five miles an hour, a hundred yards away, but it freaked me out. Oh, I gotcha. And now, Joe, are you still scared when a train runs over you and you're lying on the tracks? Does that still scare you? <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's reflected in your dream. All well, right. Good job. Thanks, well, Joe. I'm glad you recovered. It'd be great to hear from a listener uh, who's uh, not traumatized, that has a happy dream. Do you yeah. think that such a thing is possible? Uh, now, why would they be listening to us <laughs> if they were well-adjusted and cheerful? Yeah, I, I think people don't remember their happy dreams as much as, as their recurring nightmares. Have you had any recurring dreams, Andy? I, uh, I do have a recurring dream. It's always, it's, it's very strange. It's, it's that, Wait, the, wait, you want... Shall we do it? Uh, you mean have, you Jeff, have, have Jeff have Jeff score your recurring dream? Well, mine is just more perplexing. It's okay. And what's the tone at the beginning of the perplexing? Uh, it's a, mine is kind of a, a, it's anxiety riddled. Okay. It's I'm racing the clock. I have to pack up. I'm at camp. It's all, I'm always at camp. Ah, packing there up. There are different yeah. cabins. And I have to, uh, I have to leave camp and pack up. Uh, All right, wait, wait. There's always some obstacle. Either the car is not near the cabin. There's a lot of things to carry. Go Uh, on. And uh, me and Scarlett Johansson are just at a loss of what to do. Oh, I forgot to mention, Scarlett Johansson is always with me. I don't think I've had a Scarlett Johansson free dream in 20 years. And uh, so my dreams are kind of boring. I never talk about my dreams. I'm so proud of you, buddy. Thanks, man. Scarlett Johansson reference. You're yeah, really, thanks. you're really getting current, man. Well, I did a lot of research. Wow. I was researching all day yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. Modern movie. Yeah. Mo- long, modern movie idols. Longtime seven second delay listeners will recognize that Andy's usual go-to crush is Jane Mansfield. So you've moved. Well, you've moved up like 50, 60 years. That's if Joey Heatherton is indisposed. <laughs> All right, we have time for just a couple more. Uh, composer Jeff Beal is live with us over Zoom, uh, scoring your dreams and nightmares. The phone number is 201-209-9368. Hi, you're on the air. Hi, I just wanted to uh, shout out to Jeff. Okay, okay. You can, wow. you go ahead and shout Thank out you. to Jeff. Are you, do you yeah, know Jeff? Just amazing. Like, just like you're in the right place, man. You're doing the right thing, for sure. What's this guy's angle? What does he want? Loving the background music. What he's the hell is going on here? He's after something. <laughs> yeah, he's up to something. <laughs> uh, I'm sucking up. Yeah, exactly. All right, well, thanks, caller. Don't, yeah. forget, don't forget that Jeff is performing at the Festival of New Trumpet Music, Thursday, September 7th. At Photografiska, which is uh, in the Ironbound. 
right in the near the flat iron sorry in the near, flat iron district near the yeah. flat iron yeah sorry it's actually a very cool space it's a it's a photography museum and the penthouse is this cool space where the concerts take place and if you come to this concert apparently your ticket also includes museum uh entrance so you can come an hour later and walk through the photography wow exhibit. it does look yeah it does look like an amazing place and mark isham yeah. uh composer mark isham also on the bill yeah, and I forgot to mention also a wonderful. I wanted some. I'm going to play at least one thing from a new show that's just come on HBO. This show called Winning Time. I did the new season of the show about the LA Lakers. Mm -hmm. and, oh, sure. Uh, our third trumpet player is an amazing. Really, he's he does this for a living. Unlike Mark and I, who really are, I would call us part-time trumpet players at this point. His name is Keon Harold, and he is. Uh, something to behold on the trumpet. He is he is a master of the instrument. If you love Keon, new trumpet music. Well, you, you're, yeah. you'll be orgasmic, literally yeah. orgasmic. Yeah. Hi, hi, you're on the air. Yeah, that's all I wanted to say. Okay. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> he just wanted to shout out. Oh, you have at least one new fan, Jeff. That's my. It's I've, one fan at a time. That's kind of been my whole career. I, yeah. I promised Jeff that when he agreed to do the show. At least one new fan. All right, I think we have time for one or two more. If you have a dream or a nightmare that you'd like uh, Emmy Award-winning composer Jeff Beal to live score on the radio, the phone number here is 201-209-9368. You know, while there's a lull, my kid brother has uh, just put up some funny sketches on uh, on YouTube, and one of them involves a, a dream sequence. Uh-huh. You, uh, you, you should check and it out. And what's his name, David? It's David Breckman, and the, and the site is called... Uh, Sketch Tales, David Breckman Sketch Tales. Mm -hmm. And uh, if you like uh, to laugh, I know, Ken, it's, it's not one of your favorite things. No, sometimes. Uh, it's, it's, I've seen it's you laugh. Cool. Yeah, sometimes. Uh, David Breckman cool. Sketch yeah. Tales. Yeah. You can't go wrong. And if, uh, if you don't agree it's uh, hysterical, I'll return your... Your what? Well, your, the eight minutes you spend online. Promise? No. <sighs> Hi, you're on the air. Yes, yes, I am. Love the show. Go to hell. Oh, it's Pete the Gardener. How the hell are you today, Ken? We're doing great, Pete. Good, Pete. Now, Pete. I didn't ask you, Andy. You, you, you do not speak until you are spoken to. Sorry. I apologize. Okay, I accept <laughs> your apology. I'm sorry for my... So, Pete, my you have a dream that you would like to get scored? Yes, well, is that a euphemism? No. No. Okay. Speaking quite literally. All right, well, then I, I shall be literal. So, give us a capsule summary of your dream. Uh, I, for some reason, I got rehired by my former employer, and they sent me to a bucolic college town in north, uh, uh, northern Morris County. Okay, and don't tell us the whole dream yet, because because okay. uh, just we just want the tone of it, just the general the theme yeah. or the tone. So it sounds like uh, it's kind of uh, upbeat and optimistic. What would you say at the start? What's it like? Uh, it starts out upbeat. But very odd because you know I'm retired and I'm not supposed to be working oh, anymore. So it's Kafkaesque. Kafkaesque. You've been you've, you've been pulled back for one more job. Yep. Okay. It's like the beginning of every bad spy movie. Yeah. Yep. But then you get in too deep. Am I right? Well, you'll see, Ken. You're now you're well, getting ahead of him. Okay. Yeah. Well, no, and I'm okay, Pete. So you have one minute to tell your dream, and we're going to do a countdown. Five, four, three, two, whatever. Ken, you're up. Oh, that was it? What yeah. you just did? Yeah, this is a truncated version. Three, two, one, go.
Pete, you go. Start telling your dream. Uh oh. I think we lost Pete. <laughs> Pete, are you there? No, we lost Pete. Uh, Jeff, oh, I should boy. explain. Pete is one of our longtime narcoleptic uh, listeners. Yeah. We have. We have <laughs> well, a whole. I I felt the real spirit of the seven-second seven delay show because he was, you know, really just right on there with the insults to the hosts and everything. Yeah, exactly. Gave you that, exactly. Gave you that energy you needed to kind of have something. Thank God I was born without any feelings. Yeah, I'll <laughs> say. Well, we have time for one more, I think. 201-209-9368. Pete's scared. Okay, well, let's, uh, let's, let's take see. this last call. Hi, you're on the air. Hello? Is Pete's back? Yes, I'm back. Pete, okay. Pete, what happened to you? Um, it was uh, either the flying spaghetti monster or excessive sunspot uh, uh, activities. Okay, but you're ready to really do it now. You're ready to commit oh, to this. Boy, am I ever. Okay, I'm okay. going to give you a countdown. Ready? Let's do this. Three, two, one, go. I, for some reason, I exited my uh, large brown truck carrying a large box. Very heavy. It's, it's a, I believe it's a sound bar. And as I'm approaching an elegant, large, very opulent house, I hear strange noises coming from behind. I ring the doorbell, and it is a ring doorbell. No one answers. Although a, a disbodied mechanical sound comes through saying, We're not here, please leave a message. Following the sounds emanating from behind this large structure, I see two middle-aged men in tutus playing pickleball. I'm desperately scared and confused. I do, however, get a signature. No. Go on my, no. on my happy way. No. Oh, oh, Pete. Oh, Pete. Oh, you disappoint us, you, Pete. Now you're just making up your dream. Yeah, you're right. I you're am. just so enamored with uh, with Jeff Beal. You just so wanted to meet Jeff Beal. You uh, made up a dream. Thanks, Pete. Yeah. Sorry, Jeff. Yeah. It's okay. It happens sometimes. You yeah, know, the fans sometimes the they, fans, just, they go crazy. Yeah, they just gush. Yeah. They they lose sight of uh, what's just, important. You know, I'm still trying to process all that. Exactly. Uh, but Jeff, we're uh, we've run out of time. That that was uh, wow. That was a magical hour. Uh, I hope it was that, a blast. I hope you, you didn't hate it too much. Me, and we, oh, of course. And we know you interrupted your vacation to do this. So please thank your family as well uh, for indulging us. Thanks so much, I, Jeff. And uh, my pleasure. Anytime. And if you'd like to hear more of Jeff Beal, he's performing Thursday, September 7th at Photografiska uh, at, with the Festival of New Trumpet Music. You could look it up. It's F O T O. Grafiska with a K. And uh, Jeff Beal, thank you so much for doing this tonight. All right. Thank you, Ken. Thanks, Andy. My pleasure. And was this our last show ever, Ken? What do you mean? I mean, is that the end of our run? Or, or are we back next week? No, we're back next week. Oh, fine. Yeah, 6 okay. to 7 p.m. Fine. You'll See, I have dreams myself sometimes. 
Oh, I see. You were dreaming that this... I do. Sometimes I do dream that, uh, that, it's, that the run is over. We end on a triumphant note. Beloved by all. No, that's a nice thought. Yeah, but we're back next week. Yeah, no, we're back next week. Back. Not every show is going to be as good as this one. No. I can promise you that. Yeah, that's a promise from me and Ken. Yeah. That's a, that's a promise from our heart. If you enjoyed tonight's program, totally, yeah, totally out of character. Yeah, you're, letting, you're getting your hopes up. Yeah, don't think that stuff like that happens every We'll be week. off the rails again. This is WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope in New York City and Rockland County at 91.9 FM and online at WFMU.org. And uh, thank you, Jeremiah, for the newsletter. Stay tuned for Do or DIY with people like us.
no use in lecturing them or in threatening them. They will just say, who are you? Is that a question or not? And you see that the plot is predictable, not new. But just as stunned at the things you can do. No, no use in taking the time or in wasting two times on a call to God knows who. When all you feel is the rain and it's hard to believe it when no person looks at you. So just be gracious and wait in the queue. Refuse. 